Today on Bridges, we are in the book of James, and we are going to talk about walking in humility and what happens when we ask and don't receive. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us today. Today we're in the book of James. We're going to be looking at chapters 4 and chapters 5, and there's so much there. I always think of the book of James as just a really practical book uh, that talks about faith and works. And so my pastor is here with me today, Corey Trumbull. And Corey, it's always good to have you here. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. So one thing I think most of us wonder, like when we ask for something in prayer, and we don't get it. Hmm. Um, sometimes it's because we ask like with the wrong motives and the book of James talks about that. Wrong motives and, and uh, it says also that, that whatever we ask for in Jesus' name we will get, which of course uh, has led a lot of people to um, kind of the name it, claim it stuff, yep. which I don't feel very comfortable with. Mm -hmm. uh, but if people just say, well, in the name of Jesus, I need you know a million dollars or a new car that they think they can get it and that's not what that means. It means that when we pray in the will of Jesus, we receive those prayers. Those, those prayers are answered because we're praying for what God right. already wants us to have. Yeah. And so I think if we are praying for things outside of His will, or like you said, and what James says, if we're praying with selfish motives or, or bad intentions, the Lord is not going to give us those things because those things ultimately don't benefit us, right. even if we think they do. That's right, because prayer is not just convincing God to do what we want. That's right. It is simply talking to God, but it is also partnering with Him to see His will done. That's right. That's how I think, like tapping into His will. Yes. You, and yeah. so we can talk about what we think and how we feel, but, but the idea is to come around to, to align ourselves with Him, mm -hmm. which brings us to another word at, uh, in the book of James, submit ourselves to God. And that submit word is really hard for people. It's become a bad word in our culture. Yes. Almost. Yes. Because we want to do things our own way. And so we carry that even into prayer, right? Because we want to pray our own way. And I've done that before. Me too. I can look back years ago at my faith and I definitely leaned to the name it and claim it. And whenever I didn't get it, I didn't blame it on God. I assumed it was that I had done something wrong. I just didn't understand that sometimes we just, you know, we just don't know everything. You know, and I think when we talk to God, it, We've been talking a lot about just maturing as believers. Mm -hmm. I think as I have matured as a believer, when I talk to the Lord, I will say things uh, recently with just some stuff in my life that, God, you see my heart, you know my desires, you know what I want, mm -hmm. but if that's not in alignment with what you want, God, give me what what you want. That's right. I don't think it's wrong for us to express uh, that we have a desire to move or a desire for another job or... I don't, I don't think that's, there's anything wrong or no. evil about that. No. As long as we, I think, clarify everything we pray for with Lord, let, but let your will be right. done. And because that let your will be done is the ultimate trust, right? It's the giving up of ourselves. That's right. Right? Like even when Jesus said, if it could be any other way. And what a perfect example. If it could be any other way. But if it can't, your will be done. Your will be done. And so I think that's important to bring our prayer back to that point because mm -hmm. quite honestly, even if it's not on purpose a wrong motive, I just don't know everything to be able to ask for that I need. And to submit, again, you say in that word, just submitting to his will, trusting in that will, mm -hmm. um, being humble enough, and again, he's going to say this in, in the beginning of chapter four, uh, 
this this talk about humility. Um, just being humble enough to say exactly what you just said. I I cannot see the future. That's Lord, right. you can. So whatever you think is best for my future. Right. I'll take that. Right. And to just be at peace with that and, and to rest in that. Because if we don't, it's chaos in our lives. And I've, I've lived in that place, mm-hmm. you know, where I just keep at something and it's clearly doesn't seem like it's God's will because it's right. not happening. Right. And I'm not really asking God, well, could you help me direct this prayer the right way? Those are all course corrections that I think if we're humble, if we really want to submit to Him, we have to do that. Yes. And again, we said this in a, in a previous episode, it's, it's, there's a matter of us uh, working at building that reputation with God. Or, or when I say, I say that sometimes in church, that, that His reputation gets built up in us, His reputation is good. Yes. What I'm saying is we start to see over time that we can trust him, and so we see his reputation mm-hmm. as he's a good father. Right. So I don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. So. And we, we trust that he's only good, he's always faithful. That's right. Even if we don't understand it in the moment of what we're going through, we don't judge him or trust him by our circumstances, because a lot of times our circumstances don't seem good. And Jesus clarified all this. In this life, there will be struggles. There will yeah. be complications. It's, I don't mean this to be, to, to be harsh or, or insensitive, but I think a lot of Christians are shocked when turbulence comes up in life, when sickness mm-hmm. comes up in life, when death comes up in life. But this book is very clear. All these things are going to come up. Yeah. And it is in this turbulence, in death, in sickness, regardless. That's when faith kind of becomes real. Yeah, because in those it gets moments. tested, yes. right? Because that's not what I want. That's not what I was thinking. So am I going to hang on to what I thought and what I was thinking, or am that's I going right. to trust him when he said, right, in this world you will have trouble? But take heart. Right. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. That's right. So count it all joy <laughs> when you fall into various trials. That's not my go-to. And I think it's, a, it's even a deeper understanding that, that we have to know as believers that, that all of this is temporary. Yeah. This is temporary. But how I handle the temporary and where I put my trust in the temporary does affect my eternal. Yes. And we forget yes. that. And because he is a good dad, it is okay for us to say this, this temporary is really painful. You know, and I've said, I know your word says that our affliction is light That's and right. momentary. But God, I don't feel like that right now. This feels like it's forever. But then I go back to his word because that's where I need to go. But this is what you say. So I I trust that. I think it's important that people hear what you're saying right now because I think there are some believers who who think they they feel guilty or feel somehow less than if they are honest with with the Lord. And there there was even a time uh, recently where I didn't, have, I didn't have any eloquent words. I was scared. I was nervous. And I just said, God, you see me. Amen. You see me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, have, I don't have the eloquent speech right now, but mm-hmm. you see me. That's right. And I don't think the Lord's offended by that. No, because he sees you as his son when you're like that. Well, and, and at that point, I'm throwing my hands up saying, and the, when he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the mm-hmm. humble, yes. I just want to make sure that in humility, I'm admitting to the Lord, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to mm-hmm. do. And there's a lot of, I found, heartbreaking and stuff that's been crushing to me that when I come to God, 
just crying and just letting the tears flow. I'm not talking about being a baby. I'm not talking about having a pity party, but being honest that I just don't even know how to process this. And God, I just need your help. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any flowery words. No particular scripture comes to mind, but he's met me in those places. And we do not need to feel guilty for coming to him as our father. That's right. He already knows anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And we can just, we can pray scripture and sometimes it happens like that for me and praise God for that. But there are times I'm just undone. Mm-hmm. There are there are times that I've just said, you know, God, this is what I want. I remember one time I was praying for a person. I'm like, I want this person to live. But like, if that's not going to happen, I don't think this person is saved. So could you deal with that, please, in your mercy? Because Amen. I'm not sure where they're going to go. Amen. Now, God, in that case, gave a complete miracle, full recovery. That wasn't what the prognosis was. But I thought there I was on a hospital floor. (laughs) People walk on that. People are sick. And I didn't care because I was just undone. That's right. And I wanted God to hear me. And I knew that he understood. And ultimately, it is about a person going to heaven. I think the trick in, in life is to, to almost carry the mindset of what you just said, to mm-hmm. not live in a constant state of being a wreck, but in a constant state of, of, of that utter dependence. Yes, yes, and surrender. That's right. And because, you know, because we live in America, because even people that are poor here have more than most. Oh, yes. It's hard to stay in that place of surrender, right? In humility. Right, in, right. Because we think, well, you know, I have the money to cover that. Well, I can go do that. I can make that happen. I have clothes in my closet. There's food in my refrigerator. Might not be exactly what I want to eat tonight, but there's food there. That's right. A lot of people don't have that. And so when they don't have that, right, you've really got to press into God. Mm. Well, so again, God resists the proud but mm-hmm. gives grace to the humble. Yeah. And we wonder why... Sometimes our prayers are not answered or things are not going um, exactly the way we would, we would want them to go. If, if we are living in pride and we live in a culture right now of just extreme hubris, arrogance. And so we see, again, we see the ramifications of that. We, we, you can almost see God pushing away from us on a macro level mm-hmm. as, as a culture. And then on an individual level, if I'm living in pride, I can't expect God to be close to me when the word says that, that my pride pushes him away. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to say this. I don't want God to have to resist me because he's God. Can you imagine that? That's a fear. You, that What you just said, though, is a, is a certain fear of the Lord that even a lot of professing Christians have lost. Yeah. I mean, when I read, right, that he measures the heavens with the breadth of his hand, those are some mighty big hands, right? I don't want him resisting Earth me. Earth is his footstool? Yeah. I don't want him resisting me. Amen. I need his grace. Amen. I know I, everything I've tried on my own, like I told you, it's a colossal fail. That's right. um, I can't make anything work out, and I don't know why I even attempt, right, to try to make it work out. Um, you know, I think last night I got maybe three hours of sleep. I kept waking up, mm. you, you know, got, got some things going on. But I had to keep 
getting down on my hands and knees and just saying, God, I surrender because I'm, this is outside of my control. I can't do anything, but you can do all things and you do all things well. So go ahead. <laughs> right? It's very good. Very good. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil. He'll flee from you, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, cleanse your hands, sinners, purify your hearts, double-minded. These are all simple instructions where James is saying, move away from evil, get closer to God. Yes. And in that there is the peace, there is the grace, there is the clarity, mm-hmm. direction. But you have to intentionally get away from what God does yes. not like and get closer to yeah. Him. Again, faith and works because there's action there. I have to draw near to God for Him to draw near to me. That's I right. have to cleanse my hands. That's right. Right. So there are things that I have to do in order to walk in and live in his peace, that's right. in order to live in his will. And I think that's so much of what the book of James, you know, is trying to lead us in and push us in. We've got to take a break. I want you to stay with us here today on Bridges. When we come back, we're going to open up the book of James and talk more in detail about James chapter 5. So we'll be right back. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicashmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit monicashmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. 
We are in the book of James today on Bridges and we're in James chapter five and my pastor, Corey Trimble, he's the lead pastor at Experience Community Church in Murfreesboro. He's here with me today and Corey, again, it's just always so nice to have you. Yeah, thanks again. So this book of James, as I've told you, right? It's just practical, it's effective, it's faith without works is dead. So there's all of that. And this fifth chapter really talks about stewardship, mm-hmm. money, all the things we love in church. <laughs> yeah, the most uncomfortable topics. Yeah, that's correct. So again, I think um, where people can misconstrue chapter five is it sounds like that Jesus has some kind of James, you know, speaking on behalf of, of Jesus, if you will, that he has some kind of chip on his shoulder with anyone who has success yeah. or, or influence or wealth. And I don't think that's the case. I think uh, what James is trying to tell us is, is it's so easy for us when we have luxuries and nice things to take our dependency off God and put them on those things. Right. That's for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we live in a culture where we're judged by that. Yes. What we have, what kind of job we have, what kind of car that we drive. And so it can be easy to drift in that direction and to feel some sort of confidence or satisfaction if we have these things. And for people that might not have those things to maybe feel insecure. Mm. But none of that is from God. I I mean, I agree with you. I I don't, money is just a piece of paper or, you know, a digital transfer these days. Well, and and an abundance of or a lack thereof can lead us into sin. It can either lead us into, an abundance of can lead us into spiritual apathy. Mm That's why I think um, even Jesus said it's more difficult for a rich person to get to heaven than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. That was a a, a metaphor, a hyperbole, but he's just saying when we have all these comforts, it's hard to look at a savior. Right. Because we we don't feel like we need saving. Yes. And we have to look at that, especially here in America. Not that everyone is like that or doing that, but to safeguard ourselves from drifting, from slipping. Because the thing is, we... Right, life is kind of an ebb and flow. We have this trial, we have maybe a season of peace, we have this, mm-hmm. we have maybe a promotion, we have all of these things that happen and our heart can go astray. That's right. And when we put our heart and our desires in charge of our life, we never go anywhere good. And we're never satisfied. No, that's the whole thing. And on the flip side of that, if we find ourselves, if we start comparing ourselves to each other, mm-hmm. uh, and I see that you might have things that I don't have that I, that I want, then we get into the sin of envy, the sin of jealousy. Um, we can start to look at other people and, and hold resentment because they have success. And right. so either one of these spectrums, I don't think is where the Lord wants us to be. I think the, the, the Lord wants people who have to be thankful for what they have yes. and to, to understand that their, their value does not come from what they have. And then I think God wants people to know who don't have a lot um, that what little they may have, we haven't even earned that. Right. And that we are blessed. And then, like you said earlier, in the United States, we live better. Even the worst of us lives better than the majority yes. of the rest of the world. Yes. And so we have to keep that in mind, right? When we're telling God about the things that we don't have and the things that we want, we have to keep in mind that, right, for whatever reason, he chose to place us in this country That's right. with all of these blessings. He chose that. We didn't. But we have to steward what he chose. That's right. 
And I think that that's really important. And to just allow the word to speak to us mm-hmm. and, and say, point out maybe that I'm wrong and that I need to move. That's right. Right? That I need to draw near to him. Um, that I need to be not so concerned about what other people think. And I think when you look at faith without works, you know, if, if we find ourselves in a season of envy and comparison, and most of us have done that, I've done it. Me too. Uh, I've had hard seasons in my life where I just decide I am absolutely not looking at anybody's social media feed because if I see one more perfectly plated gourmet food, perfect closet, perfect family, perfect pictures, it. I just wonder how everyone can afford how everyone can afford to take vacations all the time. All the time. So we get on there and we look and we're like, what in the world? Why are we not taking vacations all the time? And it's unrealistic. Well, yeah, it's unrealistic. Uh, we, yeah, we've created such a facade. And um, and again, I think that goes back to some of the cores of, of this book of the Bible and, and many other books of the Bible is just to be genuine, to be humble, to be honest, to, to um, present yourself as uh, what God has made you to be and not try to be other things that you're not. And um, even says in you know in, in chap in, in a verse verse twelve of chapter five to truthful speech, mm. let your yes be a yes, let your no be a no. You don't have to beat around the bush or manipulate or or, or swear oaths. Just right. do what you say you're going to do. Right. Don't do what you're not going to do. Yeah, because I think that we've come to a place that people are so also perpetually offended <laughs> that. We are trying to explain ourselves. Well, I don't mean this, and I don't mean that. I don't mean this, and I don't mean that. And it's like... It becomes a mess. It really does. A mess. There's a book, and I can't remember the name of it, where they talked about a spirit of offense. Is it Bait of Satan? Mm-hmm. Um, where he talks about that there is a spirit of offense. And, and the Christian, quite frankly, should... If we are grounded and know who we are in Christ, we should not be offended people. Right. It doesn't mean we agree with things or condone evil things, but this, this, this kind of weakness of constantly being offended is, is not the way we should be. It's not. And I know that in our culture right now that those who are offended or whatever are the celebrated people, but it is not a position of strength. It is not a position of strength. It, it is, is not. It is insecurity and weakness. Yes. And it's allowing whatever that is to control us that's right instead of being under the leadership of God that's right and the control of the Holy Spirit and so if we can see that for what it is but if we're, we're so addicted to affirmation in our yeah, culture I know. and and so if I find my value based on what Monica thinks of me if you don't think highly of me I'm, I'm going to be offended I'm going mm. to be upset yeah. if I find my value though in God and you may not think I'm a good dad, for instance. You know, that might hurt my feelings or make me sad that you don't think I'm a good dad, but, but I, don't, I don't let that wreck me because I know who I am. Yes, that's the whole thing. We don't have to let it rock our world. That's right. It, I don't think we have to be happy if people slander us or uh, don't treat us the right way, but we don't have to live as victims. We don't have to live offended and just act so weak all the time. I agree. Right? Well, because again, we, we should have a very strong God residing yes. in our hearts. And he says, you know, even in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Amen. So Amen. even if we are just longing for people's affirmation, right? 
we can pray about that and allow ourselves to lean into the Lord so that we readjust that, that our affirmation comes from Him That's right. and who He says we are. And again, there's balance in all this and the mm-hmm. fact that some people may take what we just said and well, I'm a Christian. It doesn't matter what people think about me. <laughs> the Bible also says we're to have a good reputation, even it with does. non-believers. It does. But, but we do it not does. compromise our faith. And again, right. I think it goes down to the core of I'm not finding my value mm-hmm. in affirmation. Right. I find my value in God. Right. And when I find my value in God, all the things that James talked about that we've been talking about throughout these multiple episodes when we find our value and we're rooted in God, we, we start to naturally live these things out. Yes, and that's what's wonderful. When we read the Word and as we obey the Word, these things supernaturally start Amen. to happen. You think about it, in the physical, when a baby is birthed, right? We feed the baby, the baby gets, right? Baby crawls, baby walks. We we don't have to keep telling the baby to do this. This is what happens as the baby grows up. The natural byproduct of feeding the child is the child grows. Yes, yes. And that whole thing of that we only get fed from our church, right? Mm. That, that's a huge expectation. Would you treat your child like that? Would you only feed your child once a week? Absolutely not, mm. right? Right, with kids, you do breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, and treats. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, no, but it's true. It's way and, true. And, and that goes back to your whole kind of thesis that you're focused on with this, is it's not enough just to know. It is not enough just to um, let someone else read this for you. That True faith yes. will, will intentionally and, and, and have a desire we, it's not just this intentional grudging thing that we do. Oh, I got to read no. and pray. And no, no that the, the true faith wants to know more. Yeah, it's a get to. Yeah, it's a privilege it, and it's honor. It's a get to. And we experience blessings mm-hmm. from this. That we live in this country. Let's just say you didn't even have a Bible or you didn't have the money to have mm-hmm. a Bible, right? You could get an app on the phone that could read it to you. On the way here, you know, 40 minutes for me to get here or whatever, yes, I could have listened to the whole book of James probably several, several times read to me. Mm-hmm. We are without excuse, uh, especially in the United States. Yeah. So we have, but the thing is like, since he put us here, mm. we have to steward that. Hmm. We haven't done a great job with that. No. I mean, and it's not just the church, but as individual people. That's like, right. When I look at myself and I look at the number of years that I've been born again, I could be more mature. And you're probably extra hard on yourself. Uh, again, something as you're saying all that that pops into my head is we live in a culture that, that downplays responsibility. Yeah. And I think one of this, this whole book, I think one of the things it calls us to is responsibility. Yes. Uh, towards the end of this chapter, confess your sins to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prayers of righteous people are powerful in effect. That means that I have to be responsible to live righteously if I want my prayer life to even be That's right. effective. That's right. But we, even in Christianity though, right now in the United States, there's, there's I don't, and I don't know how it slipped in or when it slipped in, but even within Christianity in the United States, we don't think we have to be responsible right. for we our think, faith. We think somebody else is supposed to tell us everything. Well, you know, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have done this. Well, you know, the church should have done this. Okay, but I have a Bible. I have a Savior. That's right. I, 
I mean, yes. And should have a personal relationship with that Savior. Amen. And we get to choose also where we go to church. We don't have to go to grandma's church if they're not preaching the word. Unless your grandma goes to the experience. Then you should, you should go to that <laughs> well, any Bible-believing church, right? That, that's what we want. But I know churches are not always reading from the word of God right now, but we have Bibles. We can we read do. them. We can find a church that that happens. That's right. And that's our responsibility. Correct. Correct. But again, we live in such a culture of irresponsibility. Yeah and yeah. uh, blame shifting. And um, I talked about this recently. Again, if, if people are praying and they are living in deliberate sin, we cannot expect the things of God when we are living in a way no. uh, that is not honoring the things of God. No, no, because he doesn't bless disobedience. Amen. He does not. And he does not give revelation if we're just living in sin. That's right. Without a willingness to repent. So Amen. We have a part to play in all of this. We're out of time, though. Thank you so much. Oh, gosh. Thanks for having me. It's been so good to have Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit YouTube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.